0: Since the US campaign in Afghanistan began last October, the American public has seen very little battlefield footage and has heard and read very few reports about combat or casualties that did not first pass through Pentagon gatekeepers. Chris Csikszentmihalyi is director of the Computing Culture Group at the MIT Media Lab. He's developing a small four-wheeled machine that he intends to deploy to the front lines of the war on terror as a remote-controlled robot reporter and circumvent what he views as Pentagon censorship. I stumbled across a copy of Rambo 3
1: in the in the video store, and, and uh, I, looking at the package, I realized that that it was set in Afghanistan. It's an interesting movie because uh, Rambo goes to help the people of Afghanistan shake the yoke of the Russian oppressors, and you can play it and word for word just substitute uh, Soviet or Russian with American and see you know see some similar situations. And I realized that you know in the first Bush administration, this was our representation of Afghanistan. They were essentially freedom fighters. They were uh, Reagan compared them to. To our our founding fathers. So, So I realized that my understanding of Afghanistan is almost completely determined by the media. I've never been there, I've never even been to Central Asia. So, what is, what is someone in my situation, a, a professor at a major technological university, what do they do when there's some place that's really remote that they can't get to but they want information from it? And, you know, I slap my forehead, of course, you know, uh, the, the people at this university do that all the time. They design probes to go into space, to go to other planets. And, you know, I'm, I'm not better than them. I, I don't really have anything, you know, better way to approach Afghanistan. So, I decided to follow that model and build something along the lines of, a, of, of the Mars Pathfinder. So the robot is uh, not particularly smart robot. It's uh, controlled almost entirely remotely. Um, So it has some basic sensors to keep it from going off the edge of a cliff or running into a puddle or something like this. But basically, it's sending us back stereo images. Um, so that we can see a three-dimensional representation of what the robot sees, and we're able to uh, uh, remotely move the robot around. So um, back in the mission control, we essentially have two people. One is the operator and um, uh, the questioner, and the other is an interpreter who can translate back and forth between English and uh, whatever the Afghani dialect is. One of the main reasons we're doing this is because um, in the 1980s, the U.S. military started censoring press, um, uh, not in terms of what they put out so much, but rather pre-censoring, limiting access in the battle zone. In World War II and in Vietnam, journalists had more or less free reign to travel anywhere in the battle zone. Um, They would pass their information back through an official military press liaison, who would make sure that the information wouldn't endanger anyone. But journalists were essentially able to see everything that happened. Well, you know, uh, there's there's always uh, pros and cons to different technologies, and so um, certainly it's got some uh, very strong cons. For instance, uh, I, I don't expect people to trust the robot right away, but um, uh, it's it's got a kind of a Mickey Mouse head and a dog body, and I'm hoping that uh, the looks will, uh, if it can make one friend, then pass from friend to friend. You know, eventually it might take a ride in the back of someone's truck, go to another village. Um, So we'll be using the same kind of social networking skills that a regular journalist would use. If I saw a robot like this coming towards me and had a rifle in my hands, you can bet that I would probably try to shoot it. So uh, I I don't really expect the robot to have the highest survivability rate, but um, because it's so cheap to build, we're thinking of it as not exactly expendable, but um, uh, certainly it could be sacrificed in the interest of the First Amendment. I'm interested in uh, uh, trying to remind uh, people like the Pentagon that uh, every technology can be used for or against your interests. And um, so right now we have uh, this you know, phenomenal uh, experience of the uh, uh, predator unmanned plane, um, which uh, was used to kill three people um, after it had been circling them for a few hours based on the fact that one of them was unusually tall and uh, Osama bin Laden is unusually tall. This person was 5 foot 11, bin Laden is 6 foot 4. It seems like as a society, maybe we don't want to put our energy into making autonomous teleoperated killing machines. <laughs> yeah, this just does, I, am I crazy? I, it just doesn't seem like a smart way to, to invest our time and energy in our research. Um, and so what I'm trying to do is offer perhaps a, a slightly quixotic, um, but uh, uh, an alternative uh, quixotic technology to that. I know for a fact that there are many people at the campus where I work and campuses all around the country that are developing uh, robots to kill people more efficiently. What I'm just trying to do is give an alternative to um, young scientists and engineers who maybe they're 22, they're ready to graduate, uh, and they're being offered a job in a defense contractor or something like this. I'm just trying to give them an alternative, hey, there are really interesting things you can do with this technology, and you can make an individual choice not to develop these autonomous killing machines if you don't want to.
0: Chris Csikszentmihalyi is the director of the Computer Computing Culture Group at the MIT Media Lab. You can read or listen to other radio diaries on our website. The address is onpointradio.org. I'm Tom Ashbrook. This is On Point from WBUR Boston.